Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives. Hey, great to have you with me again on another week. Our little podcast designed to help us experience the grace of God while living, leading, and overcoming life's everyday challenges. I had a challenging week for sure. Stuff going on in my mind. You ever have that? You ever have difficult mental week? Just stuff going on in your head? And uh, I'll tell you a little bit about that. Tell you some more about that. And uh, if you want to know more about me, check out LanceBain.com. L-A-N-C-E-B-A-N-E.com. It's a privilege to have you with us. If you're a new listener, welcome to our little podcast family. And if you are a regular listener, I don't take it for granted that you are willing to spend this time together every week. I deeply, deeply appreciate all of you that are listening, no matter how long you've been listening. As always, it's a great help to us if you would leave a review for wherever you may be listening and share this with your friends and leave us a rating. That really helps us sort of migrate and and be a little more noticed in the uh, ever-saturated world of podcasting. Hey, today I want to talk to you about, in episode 174, powerful relationships. Powerful relationships. Leaders need powerful relationships. Leaders should be contributing to, I don't know that they can build, but you could certainly manage yourself well in a powerful relationship. And you need to be helping the relationships that you have and the relationships of your teammates and those you lead, your ministry, whatever your context may be, to have powerful relationships. And why is that important? Why is it important to have powerful relationships? Well, our leadership mantra here at Ordinary People in Extraordinary Lives is that You can't give away what you don't have. You can't take people where you haven't been. Leaders reproduce who they are, not what they know. And leadership success is measured not by how many followers you have, but by how many leaders you have. So let's talk about that today. You know, this really comes down to what do you really define as leadership, right? I mean, is it just doing a job? Is it just simply delegating some tasks to some people? Or is leadership much more than that? Leadership is about legacy. It's about the development of people. It's about great character, character traits like courage and humility and kindness and communication and connection. I mean, there's just so many attributes out there from John Maxwell and all of his amazing library of work on the subject of leadership. You can go into Enneagrams and the particular types of people that we are. You can get into personality types and the strengths and weaknesses of those and Enneagram strengths and weaknesses. How about the Buckingham Strengths Finders and all of that material that starts getting involved in who you are and how you're wired and what your strengths are? I I love this wonderful material out there. It's called uh, I Said This, You Heard That, or I Said That, You Heard This, one of those two. But it's a phenomenal material. It talks about how we all listen and how we interpret. Even though you may say one thing, I might hear something different. And that's not because you didn't communicate well. It's simply because I hear through a different lens, a different grid, a different filter, if you will. So, you know, leadership is so powerful, and there's lots of dynamics to it. I think it's I think that's why it's really important to simplify this down as much as we can. I borrow from Pete Scazzaro at emotionallyhealthy.org these ideas of leadership as I said just a couple of minutes ago. Leaders can't take people where they haven't been. 
leaders can't give away what they don't have, and leaders fundamentally reproduce who they are, not what they know. And the newest sort of mantra we're picking up is that leadership success is measured not by how many followers you have, but by how many leaders you have developed. And we start to experience multiplication. So powerful leaderships or powerful relationships are important if you want to produce more leaders, if you want to take people where you haven't been, if you want to give away what you've cultivated, you want to take people to these places. And so let's talk about powerful relationships because it's critical to having and achieving the kind of leadership success that you want. Someone I would encourage you to check out online is Danny Silk. He's got some wonderful books available at online retailers. You can also check out his app, Loving on Purpose. Also, Keep Your Love On. If you would do an internet search for that, Keep Your Love On or Loving on Purpose. A lot of the material today comes from listening to many of Danny's lectures, who has been influential in my own life. Powerful people, powerful leaders, powerful relationships. This is the heart of what we want as leaders. So we're going to talk about connection. We're going to talk about powerless and powerful and what are those dynamics. And then I want to encourage you about responsibility and give you just a couple of questions to consider on how you can build and help contribute to powerful relationships. It's my experience that one of the most significant aspects of having powerful relationships is that the foundation is connection. Again, I would encourage you, if you like to read, if you're an avid reader, you might enjoy the book More Than Words. I can't remember the author's name, but More Than Words. It's a blue and red cover, and he talks about the power of connection. And that connection is way more important than communication. And he's done some wonderful research and some wonderful neurological, psychological, sociological work on this idea that connection is the foundation for all meaningful relationships. And therefore, without connection, you can't really have a powerful relationship. Not everybody in a relationship gets to be powerful when you don't have the right connection. So connection starts, first of all, with me. It doesn't start with you. It starts with me. Having a powerful relationship starts with each of you taking personal responsibility for your own sense of being powerful. Now, by powerful, we don't mean arrogant. We don't mean cocky. We don't mean greedy. We don't mean controlling. We don't mean the loudest or the most gregarious or the most extroverted. We certainly don't mean the most charismatic. We simply mean someone that finds a tremendous amount of confidence and security in who they are, whether it is seen or experienced in the public arena or not. It's about being powerful. It's about knowing who I am. I'm going to manage me in a way that adds value to myself and to other people. And connection, which is critical foundation for powerful relationships, starts with the individual. It starts with each of us taking personal responsibility for our own growth. What are our places of fear? What are our places of anxiety? Where in our life are we feeling powerless Because if we don't address these issues, then sometimes they show up and they really influence how we lead, how we love, how our decisions we're making. And any decision rooted in unhealthy fear is a bad decision, and it rarely leads to good fruit. So connection, personal responsibility, it starts with us, and then it moves outward. Because power in a relationship, empowering one another can't really happen 
when there's a disconnection. So I choose myself and then I choose you. And the foundation within our connection is that we choose each other in this powerful relationship. And taking personal responsibility looks like and sounds like I will tell me what to do and you tell you what to do. And we will manage each of ourselves in such a way that we will protect our empowering and growing powerful relationship. And when there's conflict or disagreement or disconnection, because we value one another, we respect one another, because we know we're going to get more done collaboratively than we would if we simply add our individual efforts, then because fundamentally I want to love the other person, I'm going to protect the relationship. And if I'm doing something to damage it, I don't want to do that anymore. And I don't want the other person to do that as well. So we manage this very powerful relationship. How can we develop other leaders without powerful relationships? (laughs) How can we develop other leaders without having a healthy culture of confrontation? How can we develop powerful leaders without connection and trust and intimacy, commitment, accountability, creating win-win scenarios? um, um, Patrick Lencioni has done some amazing work on this subject of, of trust. The Five Dysfunctions of a Team is a classic of his that every leader ought to read. How about Brene Brown and her uh, monumental work on the subject of vulnerability is required for trust. It's required for connection. This is real powerful relationships. Powerful relationships, it's not having a lot of authority that you get to tell people what to do. That's an authoritative relationship, not necessarily a powerful relationship. A powerful relationship allows brokenness and mistakes and failure to surface. And rather than condemning or judging or punishing and being a punitive culture, we actually find a way to have a learning culture, an empowering culture, and that requires powerful relationships. Now, what do you have if you have two powerless people? What do you have if you have a powerful and powerful person? What do you have if you have two powerful people? Let's talk about that. A powerless plus powerless person, two powerless people in a relationship, two powerless organizations, two powerless nations, two powerless political parties, two powerless families, whatever the case may be. When you have powerless plus powerless, you get controlling. You get people that are just rooted in fear. And when it's rooted in fear, we become controlling because that's how we find safety. That's how we find security. That's how we're going to ensure that we're not going to be the one who is damaged the most or has the most pain inflicted upon them. And so powerless people, it's easy to live with an idea that the world around them, that every person around them, every circumstance around them, everything that's going on around them is actually more powerful than they are. And so they measure the outside world with their inside world, and the outside world is always more powerful. And they like to make judgmental statements. They like to make uh, statements that are laced with verdicts and certainties, such as, you make me angry. You make me uh, upset. You make me feel powerless. You make me feel small. You make me fill in the blank. And it could be positive. You make me feel great. You make me feel awesome. I mean, the, the positive ones are a little, a little easier to slide because we like the way that makes us feel. But fundamentally, we're giving all the power about how we feel to other people because we're powerless in a relationship. 
And so powerless people believe that it's other people's job to manage them because I can't manage me because I have no power. How about powerful plus powerless relationship where the powerless plus powerless is controlling? Powerful plus powerless is conditional. This is an unhealthy dependence upon each other, whether it's a codependency, an enablement, whatever you want to call it. This is when a, the choice is made in the relationship uh, that I make determine the quality of my life, and therefore I need to get better at making quality decisions because they, they affect the quality of my life. And powerful people understand that it can be raining everywhere, but, you know, in my heart it's sunshine. Because powerful people recognize that I'm in control. I have some authority. I have some say-so. I have some responsibility. I have decision-making power. I, I can do something that's going to alter the trajectory of where my life is going. And powerful people, they bear fruit. They are loving, successful. They get to tune in. They, they, all these things are going on in their lives. They get to tune in to what's going on around them. But the powerless person... They just kind of become codependent on that powerful person. There's no oxygen left in the room for them. That's how they see it. Well, I don't get to be powerful because they have all the power. Not realizing that everybody gets to have significance. Everybody gets to have value. Everybody gets to have dignity. Everybody gets to have a voice. I was uh, thinking through last night the King's Speech movie and how powerful this one particular scene is where the king is getting ready to be coronated at, uh, I think, Westminster Abbey or the chapel or whatever it was. And he's arguing with uh, Lionel Logue, who doesn't, who's his speech therapist, and he says, I have a voice. Yes, and that's the part Lionel Logue has been trying to help the king understand the whole time because he had a speech impediment. Powerless people don't think they have a voice. Powerful people do have a, they have a voice. And when you place a powerful person with a powerless person, all you're going to hear is the single voice of the lone powerful person. One person thinks they get to control the relationship, and the other person wants to be controlled. So it's a win-win for them, but it's not healthy. How about the third one, powerful plus powerful? This is a complementary relationship. Powerless, powerless, controlling. Powerful, powerless, conditional. Powerful, powerful, complementary. This is all about freedom. And this is committed, two people are committed to high levels of respect, high levels of connection, high levels of understanding, high levels of exchanging love, high levels of recognizing that I chose you and you chose me and we're going to respond to that. It's a, it's a culture that begins with believing the best about each other regardless of how they're behaving. It's a culture, it's a, it's a relationship that says, I'm going to bring the best me that I can every day to this relationship. And if I'm upset or frustrated or hurt, or if I'm overly excited or enthused or experiencing something joyful and great, I'm going to manage me in such a way that I bring the best me to this relationship, and I'm going to give you the freedom to do the exact same thing. And even if you don't bring the best you, or I don't bring the best me, we're still giving each other the permission and freedom to figure that out and to bring the best of each other to the powerful relationships. This has far-reaching effects when, in areas such as the way you communicate to each other, the attitudes, naming your expectations, naming your fears, naming your interpretations, naming your celebrations, serving one another, sacrificing for one another, exchanging love for one another 
having brave conversations, managing yourself, not to become a robot. Allow yourself to feel, but communicate and name those feelings in a way so that other people know how to respond in a way that continues to protect the connection because that's the foundation for all powerful relationships. Powerful people are going to require respect. and They're going to require responsibility in all relationships. Don't be surprised if you get around powerful people and they say, I'm not going to allow you to speak to me that way. You want to speak to me kindly, assertively, honestly, strongly? Fine. Abusively? Uh, no. Uh, manipulatively? No. Down to me? No. Well, I gotta, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna listen to that. You're, you're gonna find powerful people make powerful I statements, and they manage themselves, and they have strong boundaries. But they also have a tremendous amount of confidence and freedom and love, and they are filled with resources that they want to give to other people. You're gonna find that powerful people, they set limits, and they do not often violate those boundaries and those limits. They manage themselves regardless of what is going on around them. So a few questions for you today, because I want you to be powerful, and I want you to have dozens and dozens of powerful relationships. And I want you to measure the success of your leadership, not by how many followers you have, but by how many leaders you are developing and have developed, because you can't give away what you don't have. You can't take people where you haven't been, and you reproduce who you are not what you know. So let's be powerful together. All right. Is that a deal? We'll be powerful this week. Here's some questions. In what area of my heart and life do I feel powerless? Take some time to think about that. Write it down, name it, label it. And therefore, ask yourself, what lie am I believing that is feeding those powerless feelings, that powerless reality? We can change that. Next question, what do I need to be powerful and responsible? Maybe I need healing. Maybe I need some therapy. Maybe I need counseling. Maybe I need a conversation. Maybe I need a vacation. Maybe I need more knowledge. Maybe I need to delegate some things. Figure out what it is you need to rediscover your humble, powerful uh, aspect and position in a relationship and be responsible. Last question, what do I need from others to embody an empowering culture? You want to hold other people accountable as well to the idea of managing themselves in a humble, kind, powerful, and empowering way so that you're not the only one with powerful relationships, but it's permeating and reproducing within your environment. Powerful relationships, the foundation is connection, exchanging love, making sure that we don't have controlling relationships or conditional relationships, but we actually have complementary relationships powerful plus powerful person. It's a wonderful place of freedom and liberty, friends. And I've been working on these for a long, long time. Be powerful this week and make sure you manage yourself with integrity, with kindness, and with humility. Thank you for listening to episode 174. Hope you have an amazing week. Stay healthy and stay hopeful, everybody. 